genre. Hey, Jeb. Oh, hey, John. Do you want to talk about Toy Story? Yeah. Sounds like a really good idea. But, like, talk about it a lot. Going in detail with each given minute in Toy Story? Yeah, but can we talk about why Woody has teeth even though he wasn't made with them? I don't see why not. Only if we can talk about the importance of plastic corrosion awareness. Only if we can talk about how Sid is not really a bad kid. Let me ask you this, though. Can we talk about strong lesbian moms? Can we talk about using the sad song from Toy Story 2 as a test to see if people are robots? I like that idea. So, come listen to us talk about Toy Story five times a week on Toy Story Minute. Find it on Dueling Genre or your podcast app of choice. To listen, you'll be my favorite deputy. You've got a friend in us? Both of us, yeah. Nice. Bueller. 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 It bothers me so much. I'm like, ew. Papa. Papa. You're not some, like, a little Italian or French boy, like, Papa? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, it's so ridiculous. Like, come on now. Is that you? You're like some suburban white kid. You do not say Papa. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's so ridiculous. Papa. I hate it so much. I'm like, no. That and the baby talk, and I'm like, no. You need to Save stop it. with this. No papa, no baby talk. Welcome back to Ferris Bueller Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off one minute at a time. One, uh... <laughs> Trying to figure out... Something. Conning... One conning your parents minute at a time. Right. <laughs> one sneaky minute. One sneaky minute. You're raising your fist in the air sneaky. like all righteous... And indignant. Sneak. Today we're talking about minute two of uh, of Ferris Bueller's minute off. Ferris Bueller's day off. This is going to be complicated, right? Why minute you make two. It so hard? I, I don't know. I just had to have the longest name for our podcast, didn't I? Minute two. I don't even my notes ready, guys. You're the worst. Starts with cold, fault. clammy hands. Minute two starts with cold, clammy hands, and it ends with. Katie telling her husband... Oh, wait. That doesn't make sense. That was last minute. Shit. Shite. Shite. Minute two starts with cold, clammy hands and ends with Ferris telling Jeannie not to be upset with him. (laughs) You're rolling your eyes. People can't see that at home, Victoria. (laughs) Because I think it's funny that he's, like, telling Jeannie to be upset with him. It's like, oh, okay. Like... Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I have an obnoxious amount of notes for this. (laughs) Um, Of course you do. So, so, Cindy Pickett tells her husband to feel Ferris's hands because they're cold and clammy. and, And Ferris offers his hand up to his dad to, like touch his hand he like leans over and when he leans over we get this great shot of ferris bueller's bedroom right victoria we have to talk about everything in his bedroom. i don't know why and it's probably not even true but for some reason that wall that's on the very far right hand side looks like it's not it's like literally a screen with that on it (laughs) yeah 
Like, it's not really stuff that's there. It's, uh... He'll interact with it later, so it is... Yeah, I know, I know, but I don't know. It looks so flat right here that it yeah, kind of freaks, weird. freaks me out. And I'm like, this looks like a, a like a, like a screen. So, so if, if, uh, any of you are watching the minute along with us, we're literally, like, three seconds into the minute. Yeah. And, um, you can see Ferris's whole bedroom from, like, wall to wall, uh, facing towards the door. Um, Ferris's door is open. You can't really see it because his dad's standing in the way. But the door, the back of the door, has a United Kingdom flag on it, which you can't see right now because the door's open to the hallway. We'll see Jeannie come in there later. Um, on the far left, let's go left to right. On the far left, uh, there's a poster that says, Get Stuffed. Stuffed? And, yeah, Get Stuffed. It's for a uh, tour for a group called Blanc Mange. The, okay. song, the, the, the album was called Mange Tout. And Wikipedia describes them as an English synthopop band from the early 80s. And let me tell you, they sound exactly what, what your brain says they sound like. Okay. Um, the, the, it seems to be a tour poster. I found a picture of it. It says, Get Stuffed. Blanc Mage's new album and chrome cassette, Mange Tout, includes the hit singles Blind Vision, That's Love That It Is, and Don't Tell Me. That's love that it is. Yeah. That's love that it is. That's love that it is. Yeah. Uh, which All I think right. is amazing. There's a bunch of cities and dates at the bottom of them that were that I didn't have the patience to write down. Yeah. Um, but it's a tour poster, basically. Next to that, next to that, we have a poster for uh, a, the Brian Ferry song, Slave to Love. Um, it's from his 1985 album, Boys and Girls. Um, I looked up the poster, tried to figure out like where it came from or whatever, but it said that it was, um, it had to be, it was kind of discreet. They covered, um, the right hand side of the poster with other stuff because the smoke from his like cigarette is like a girl like dancing all like sexually and her hands are bound together above her head. Like, oh, I see. Yeah. And it's very risque. Um, so it, it murmured a lot of, they got a lot of, uh, there was a lot of disapproval, but it was an unmistakable tribute to Hollywood film posters of the forties. Ah. Um, he's got a row of photographs that I will, we'll have to talk more about later. Um, it looks like, I, I didn't mention it in my notes, but as I'm looking here, it looks like in the very bottom left corner next to his bed where the like, like radio is, it looks like a picture of Sloan. Do you see that in the bottom corner there, like right by his, right here? I do see a frame. You can only see like the picture. top half of the face, but like it kind of looks like, uh, kind of looks like his girlfriend. That's cute. Um, in the back corner here, we can't really see it in this shot because his mom is standing away, is a mannequin, which is the mannequin he's going to hide in his bed later. Yeah. And Which, why does he have a mannequin to begin with? Uh, so. Maybe he likes to dress it up. I don't know. Who knows? That's a, that's he just, he's eclectic. Have. He just has a bunch of he just has a bunch of random stuff. Maybe he bought it at a thrift store or something. Mannequins are freaky. They are a little freaky. It's uh, it's wearing the clothes that he's gonna wear when he picks her up when he picks up Sloane from school. Yeah. So it's got the like long trench coat and the hat and the sunglasses. Um, above his door, he's got like an industrial exit sign. Mm -hmm. Um. He has the UK flag on the back of his door. Uh, there's the Simple Minds poster, which is for the song Don't You Forget About Me. And on the poster, it says, from the forthcoming soundtrack album to the film The Breakfast Club. Oh, my. So, The Breakfast Club released in his world. So, so he doesn't live in, like, another universe. Like, it's not... This a shared universe. 
this world exists in our world. Like, the, this reality is our reality, basically, is what it's establishing. Right. That we're just, this isn't a movie, it's a documentary. Not a documentary, but it's like... And a biography? I don't know, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> uh, I like it. There is a weird, we have to talk a little bit about, like, the shared universe of John Hughes... Because right, that I've, I've heard that the town theory. the town is Shermer and they go to Shermer High, which is the same school that's in the Breakfast Club, and they literally shot in the same school. Yeah, so they might go to school with uh, with a lot of those characters. The book that I'm I have a book that's um, like the life of John Hughes, and in the book it mentions um, that he knew how everyone was related and who was cousins with who, and like the town of Shermer. Like all actually existing within the same place. Wow. Yeah, which is That's wild. Because, to that me. is that is that is. So wild. I, I want, I'm gonna dig a little deeper into that book because I don't know if uh, if there's any like concrete evidence to any of this being true. Right. But that would be amazing. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that he's got a simple mind poster. He's also got like a weird taxidermy um, deer with a life preserver. That I don't understand. There's a totem pole. Um, there's the Star Spangled Banner hanging from the ceiling. He's got his like synthesizer thing in the background here. The the little piano that he's gonna play later on in the movie. And then of course the wall that you said looks like a fake wall. It's got like records and a television, and he's got all sorts of uh, good electronic equipment that we'll talk about later in the week mm. too. So there's a ton of stuff, ton of stuff in his room. Just from this angle, just from the first shot. Yeah, just from this first shot, three seconds into his bedroom. So, yeah, his dad feels his hands, and he's like, he's convinced them that he's sick enough that when he says, I'll get up, they want to keep him in bed. So now it's their idea. You should stay home. Yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not feeling well. I think well, I should stay that's home. That's the way to do it is to sit there it's make and, it their and idea. make it their idea. Yeah. No, you're too sick to go to school. Yeah. Uh, and so so his mom's like kind of aggressive. It like pushes him down into the bed. Oh. No, you're going to stay here. Um, as this struggle's going on, we get a lot of uh, credits on the screen. We didn't even talk in minute one about the like text on the screen the paramount pictures presents a john hughes film starring matthew broderick in ferris bueller's day off like that's all you get until yeah and then now. here and here yeah about 22 seconds in when she when he's like i'll get up and he's like i've got a test today and she's like no and pushes him back down it says starring alan ruck yeah i like alan ruck yay me too me too um Ferris tries to get up again and says, I have to take it. And she pushes him down again and she like rubs his, she's like rubbing his chest. She's very tender with him. And uh, we see Mia Sarah's name on the screen. Which I like. And then Ferris's response is, I, I want to go to, go to a good college so I can have a fruitful life. <laughs> like, like a fruitful life. A fruitful life. Because... 16, 17 year olds talk this way. <laughs> How old is he? He's like. Have a fruitful life. The script says he's 18. 18, okay. The script also says Jeannie's 18, but I think that she's supposed to be a year younger than he is. Because, as we talked about yesterday, John Hughes described her as the middle child. Yeah. 
So she's got to be younger. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I thought she was older, which is weird. Yeah, she definitely, like, behaves like the older sibling. And it would make sense because she gets the car. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. So we cut to his toast, or her toast tapping. Yep, because she's, like, already, like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. And you can, hear the, you can hear the voiceover of his mom being like, you're not going to school like this now. <laughs> and then we cut up. Uh, even higher from the toe tapping to like the fingers drumming on her on her waist and then and then we hear her voice before we see her she's like oh what's this and it's jennifer gray i love jennifer gray Jeannie bueller yep i really like her in this before her nose (laughs) i really like her in this movie my mom was a big fan of dirty dancing i watched dirty dancing so many times i love her. you know what's funny um you mentioned before her nose job, we talked about off camera or off mic, off camera. We're not recording that, filming this nah. off mic. We were talking off mic, um, about the Ferris Bueller television show that I didn't want to bring up. Yeah. And, the <laughs> and in this awful Ferris Bueller TV show, yes, he makes a joke of when we see his sister for the first time, who's played by Jennifer Aniston. Yes. That, uh, that he doesn't like his older sister and that she's got a car and a nose job. Yeah, which I don't know if that's a jab at Jennifer Grey for getting a nose job or if that's a jab at Jennifer Aniston because people have made jokes about Jennifer Aniston having a nose job. (laughs) I don't know. So it's like, oh, man, like, all right, either way. It's a really, guys, don't, it's on YouTube. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. I watched the first, like, ten minutes and was just like, what am I doing? This is, he subjected this is me good. to it, and oh, man. I was just, I just wanted no. you. I just really <laughs> wanted you to watch the moment where where Ferris Bueller, the TV character, beheads Ferris Bueller, the cardboard mannequin cutout of, of, of Matthew, Matthew Broderick, Broderick, with a chainsaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Talking about how, uh, like, oh, I can't believe Matthew Broderick played me in the movie. And he's, he's like, what He calls this? him too white bread. So, well, <laughs> he is pretty white bread. <laughs> but, I was like, but, like, who are you, kid? He's like, like, you're pretty white bread in your own darn self. Yeah, but, I, you know. I, I, no, Ferris Bueller is supposed to be likable, and I immediately do not like the kid playing Ferris Bueller in the yeah, TV show. Yeah, in the TV show. It's like, so no, it's I don't like, like you. This isn't no. going to work. Like, there's nothing you can do to make me like your character. But at the same time, like, no matter who it was, if they said what they said about Ferris Bueller, which is your favorite movie, you would probably already not like them anyway. I mean, I... Granted. It is, it is, it is interesting that they decided to behead Matthew Broderick with a chainsaw in the beginning of the show. Right. Like It's a very si- bold statement of, like, we're not this movie. Who I don't know. Whose idea was it? I don't know. It's weird, Victoria. Was John Hughes? Was was John Hughes okay with that? I don't know. We were uh, we were talking about Jennifer Grey. I like Jennifer Grey. I do too. I Um, love her as Jeannie, and I love Jeannie. I just wrote sibling rivalry at its finest. In the uh, in the script, in the script, uh, it says his older sister Jeannie walks into the room. She's dressed for school. She's cute. And stuck up. A major <laughs> pill. A major pill. Yeah, a major pill. That's funny. Uh, she comes in, and she is like, what's his problem? And Katie says, he doesn't feel well. And, and then we cut to Ferris again. We get another look of Ferris, like, trying to sell it, looking like he's all sick. But he's, like, behind her back, right? Yeah. So so Jeannie knows. She says, dry that one out, you could fertilize the lawn. 
<laughs> um, which I, I don't know if I like. Why? That's a weird line. What is? Is she say? I mean, she's saying that he's full of shit. Yeah. Okay. Use it to fertilize the lawn, like because you're full of bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Well, and it's funny. So, so later in this minute, she says, uh, she tells him, "Bite the big one, Junior." Um, but in the script, it says, "Pucker up and squat." <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> which I've, which I've I'm glad, never heard that. I'm glad they didn't use it. But uh, I've heard people say, "Bite the big one." Oh yeah, me too. But I have not heard people say that. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't want to know. It, it means he's full of shit. I. Uh... Yeah, I guess so. Oh, that's bad. That is very bad. Um, so Ferris Ferris sells tries to sell it, and we get the camera from his eyes again, mm-hmm. as uh, as he feigns not being able to see Jeannie. Is that you, Jeannie? I can't see that far, and the camera like it's blurs, so which I really like. I think that's a really nice touch of it, like kind of losing focus and then coming back. And she's just like you're, the worst. The worst. <laughs> like, get off it! Like yeah. this is me and my sister Morgan, like for sure. Uh, the two of us, kind of butting heads with each other, but not fully saying it. Right? It's not yeah. all out there. Uh, they start making faces at each other and like teasing each other in a second mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. She tells him to bite the big one, and she like rubs her lip with her middle finger, like very, like giving him the, the giving him the, the finger. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. He, like, collapses back into his bed, like, ugh. So dramatic. Like, he used all of his energy just uh-huh. for looking for her. Mm-hmm. But, but so she, she tells him to bite the big one, and because his parents are turned around looking at Jeannie, he, like, winks at her real obnoxious. Like, like eh, this yeah, mouth wide you, open, like, You know eh. I'm faking it. Eh. Um, in the commentary, uh-huh. John Hughes mentions that, like, he wanted to to make Ferris sort of taunt her a little bit so that it it further drives her like her anger against Ferris it it kind of motivates her a bit more to be like the antagonist figure right uh, cuz she's got reason to be mad at her parents and and yeah, for mad at falling Ferris. for it and... yeah cuz he's he's definitely like behind their back just like eh like I'm going to get away with this and there's nothing you can do it's not nice uh-huh uh, she goes, you're letting him stay home. And he makes this little, like, like kind of smirky, like, mm. pleased with himself. I, I like this look. <laughs> like, pursed lips, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, like, right at the end. Uh, and she says, I can't believe this. If I was bleeding out my eyes, you'd make me to go to school. This is so unfair. Bleeding out my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I don't know if it came from somewhere else or if it was like a John Hughes thing that my mom picked up but my mom has told me like aunts because I didn't always get away with it when I wanted to stay home yeah she'd be like you better not tell me you're sick if you uh something to the effect of like you better be bleeding out your eyes if you think I'm gonna let you stay home jeez (laughs) which you know is just it's 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 just a reference to this yeah right I've seen this movie since I was like a like a toddler it's always been in your life yeah yeah. We talked about that. That was an interesting conversation, Victoria. I mentioned it yesterday, too, but if people haven't listened to, to, to the, the bonus episodes that, that we did over the course of the last few weeks leading up to the show, there's some good stuff back there. Um, 
Okay. So we get just a little, little tiny bit more, um, when, when she says it's so unfair and we cut back to Ferris and he's like, don't be mad. Don't be mad. You have your health. Oh my God. Be thankful. Like he's, that's tomorrow. dying. (laughs) Yeah. He says, please don't be upset with me. How do you feel? I just can't believe any parents believe it. He sells it. He's a. Uh... He's convincing. It's, f- it's very over the top. Yeah, it's dramatic. But like I said yesterday, like I understand the symptom stuff. That's all they... smart stuff. It's what he's saying that I'm just like, whoa! You need to. Like, well, what he's pull. doing? We we yeah. talked about this a little bit yesterday. But what he's doing is he's playing on that like, parents want to take care of their little boy. And so he's playing up the baby boy. And they they don't want they don't want to consider that Jeannie might be right and that he is faking. Right. They would rather believe that he's telling them the truth. So they're kind of oblivious and letting themselves He he's it. just really good at pulling the wool over their eyes. Oh, like yeah. his he must have been like doing this his whole life. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Something to be said about a highly manipulative person like that. <laughs> well, and it's funny, it's all, it's, a lot. it's meticulously planned. Every little thing he does. Which shows a lot of intelligence. It's all like, yeah, you're smart, but I don't well, know. He, planned, he, must have been, he must have been prepping for this for days. Like The, the, the idea like of that the scares last me thing, just a The bit. last thing he has to do mm-hmm. is the mannequin gag. Yeah. Which we'll see happen this That's week. That's like the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because everything else is already in motion. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see it later, but like you can see the little doorbell mechanism um, on one of his tables. and Yeah. Uh, I, I, I assume that like all the phone call gags are things that have been planned already. I don't know. It's well done. He could definitely be like the villain in like a, a superhero movie. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I would love like evil Matthew Broderick. Right. Playing a Ferris-esque, like, I get away with everything. No, he'd be like, he'd be like the evil con man. He'd be... Hmm. I don't know who I'd want to cast him (laughs) as. That's fun, though. He could be a good bad guy. Definitely. I think he could. Mm -hmm. No, but he's just so lovable. Like, how do you not... Ferris has everything going for him. He's so damn charming. And, and, uh, and it works. It works. I mean, that's exactly the thing. The casting department said that they wanted to make sure that they picked someone who had this kind of like boyish charm because if you have the wrong person playing this character, you're not going to like the character. Right. And uh, and that defeats the whole purpose of the movie. Yeah, the whole point was to like him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there we go. That's minute two. We had a lot of bedroom talk. And there's more coming, guys. There's more coming. So come back tomorrow for minute number three. Of Harry Potter, uh, Jesus, that's the wrong show. Wrong show. Minute number three of Ferris Bueller's Minute Off. There we go. That's the way. Uh, if you like us, you can find us at DuelingGenre.com, um, along with the whole first season of our other show, Harry Potter Minute. Let's plug it since I botched the outro. Uh, check out Harry Potter Minute because we're done with Sorcerer's Stone and we'll be launching Chamber of Secrets in, uh, in November, I think. So you guys can catch up on that. And uh, all the other great Dueling Genre content, there are a ton of shows that are dropping. It's amazing the amount of content coming out of Dueling Genre right now. So 
hang out over there and uh, enjoy the shows. I almost had mischief managed. <laughs> nope, wrong show. Donkey Shane, there you go. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh.